0: Hey, everyone. What's up? Welcome back to Homefield tailgate after our little statical. We're glad to be back. We're glad to have special guests, reoccurring guests, um, Bailey winners. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL draft. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs and we're glad y'all are here. We're glad y'all are listening. Uh, without further ado, Addison, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good. Have done a lot, uh, since the last time we were on, Yeah, uh, a whole lot. I made a cheat sheet, um, so we haven't been on this. as two weeks since our last episode mm-hmm. since then. Um, Mary Morgan came to Oxford and visited. Spent uh, a lot of time with her. Had a great time. Lots of Very nice. laughs. Uh, spent Easter with her family. Good times. Um, I took my boss's children and their friends bowling. That was okay. hilarious. Mary Morgan and I did that. That was hilarious. They're, they're so cute. They're all about... Uh, like 12 to nine age okay. range. That's a fun age. Uh, and it was super fun, super fun there. Uh, you know, getting competitive with each other, bowling and whatnot. The <laughs> boys versus girls, the boys dominated. There we go. Uh, it was super fun. Um, I did, went fishing a couple times. And then, of course, double-decker weekend came here in Oxford. Got to see a whole lot of people, a lot of friends came back. It's huge reunion. Yep. I got to see Mr. Thomas and Miss Perchy. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Birchie couldn't be here tonight uh, to join us. She is sick. I went to some old Miss baseball games. They still suck. Um, I shot Skeet with Birchie and Mary Morgan for the second time, along with some other friends, Miles, Stewart, and some other guys. Uh, they actually shot guns this time. There we go. Uh, with actual shells, and they both actually hit a Skeet. Let's go. Uh, play target, so that was awesome. That was awesome. Birchie went fishing on Sunday and caught a couple of big bass. She was excited because that was a Florida thing to do. She said, um, Mary Morgan fly fish for the first time and call it a little brim. It's pretty impressive.
2: Love that's, cheat
1: sheet. that's pretty much it. I didn't want to leave anything off. And I am leaving stuff off a lot. <laughs> um, cause it's been a long time, but those are some highlights.
0: There we go. Love it. Bailey, anything uh, fun happened to you recently? There we go. A lot of school. A lot of school. Oh, Bailey's frozen. He's back. All right. Well, while Bailey's picking up the audio, I'll kind of say what I've been up to. Uh, I went home for Easter, hung out with the fam, got to see my sisters. Uh, Everyone was together. That was great. Went out to the lake on Friday night before Easter. Good Friday. Um, We have a new cat that we found from the wild that's just hanging out at our house now. Her name's Smokey, but mom calls her Kitty Cat. So there's a little discrepancy of what we're calling her. Uh, Then I kind of stayed in Birmingham for a week, went to Oxford for Double Decker, uh, like Addison mentioned. Saw a lot of friends, got to hang out with Addison and Birchie for the first time together in a long time. So it was fun seeing them. Uh, Now I'm back in Dallas. That's about it.
1: And Bailey still still doesn't have any sound. Um, So we will carry on without him. Uh, tonight, we're going to do uh, a little bit of an NFL draft preview with a heavy focus on Ole Miss players right. and uh, some teams more local to the southeast, kind of like the Falcons, Saints, Titans, et cetera. Bailey will probably want to talk about the Bengals. When they right, which them we, we'll let him talk about it <laughs> and into the Super Bowl. Uh, I know Bailey's done multiple mock drafts, um, so he should know where a lot of Ole Miss players are kind of teetering towards going and uh, where some of the the, some of those top picks those teams will have Uh, we're also going to get into the NBA playoffs a little bit they're going on super exciting had a lot of good games that's right Uh, I've been playing 630 yes Grizzly play tonight Uh, it's been a great series Mm -hmm. uh, so far for them a a lot of good series that series is tied two to two Um, the winner of that series will get Most likely Golden State. I'm going to knock on something hard. Golden State's going to defeat the Warriors uh, tomorrow night and move on. Um, If you're a gambling person, that's kind of what the show was originally based on. (laughs) I would take the Warriors. I don't know what the line is even right now. I'm going to look at that later. But I I would take definitely Golden State money line to win tomorrow night, close that series out in advance. Um, Tonight, Memphis and the Timberwolves, Baylor, do you have sound back? Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Right. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to do the NFL draft first. Um, so, Bailey, whenever you're ready uh, to talk about uh, Thomas and I, I know nothing about the NBA draft. I mean, excuse me, NFL draft. I'm getting my sports tied up. <laughs> I, I know hardly anything about the NFL draft. Um, I usually watch the first round, but I, I don't know where anyone's going to go. I know that apparently the uh, Cincinnati Bearcat. Defensive back may get first overall. I believe he'd be the first ever first overall defensive back if he does. Um that's about all I know. Yeah. yeah. Well that's kind of
2: like a big thing that probably is first rounds. There's a lot of unknowns, no one really knows. There's not like a standout for sure, one one, yeah, Burrow, something like that. You know, everyone there's been a lot of talk like Aiden Hutchinson and all that. And Earlier it was Kayvon Thibodeau, but that kind of wore off and Hutchison moved his way up uh, this year. And now we're kind of here and even uh, Jags might not even pick him. So, really no one knows anything. It's just kind of a crapshoot at this point. It's kind of see how the teams kind of value the players and who they think is better than the other.
1: Okay, so quick question. Uh, Jags are the first overall pick. Right. right, who is kind of there? Uh, what do they need? What is that? What position is there? Is their need? Their biggest um, they need?
2: They need everyone
1: basically.
2: <laughs> they uh, usually you're going to get like a defensive end, OT, QB, kind of earlier. The top five picks, they're more valuable up there. That's yeah. why uh, the Bearcats, uh, Ahmad Garner, uh it probably won't get drafted as high as some people say, just because they just don't value defensive yes. backs enough as kind of like a defensive end, something like that. So Aiden Hudson's kind of been the main one for a while. I know they've thrown uh, Evan Neal' name around a little bit, and then uh, Trayvon Walker's kind of been the hot one too since the off season and the uh, combine and stuff. So. Those are three big ones, for the most part. Who do
0: you have going first?
2: Uh, I think we're just going to go with Hutchinson. It's okay. kind of a safe pick, and yeah, it's kind of they're in a place where they necessarily they need someone, and it's better to take a safer pick than maybe yeah go for like someone like Trayvon Walker, and it's kind of a little bit more unknown. So
1: okay all right you know that so, makes total sense i get so it I know, um, I know but going time.
0: forward like um can you all hear me all right i think something messed up my yeah my yeah. audio okay hold on going forward yeah okay we're good Going forward, I know that there's a lot of Southeast teams that we want to talk about, um, but, you know, I also kind of want to talk about the the Bengals. I know that they made a lot of, you know, off-season moves specifically with the offensive line. Uh, Mm -hmm. How do you think that's going to kind of play out uh, as far as their draft strategy and kind of where do you see their potential is? um, So, they did
2: kind of – the whole, like, Super Bowl run kind of obviously was a surprise to everyone, but what it really does is it kind of puts them in a very unknown area for the draft. So, I mean, they have – 30 picks before them so I mean you really have no idea who's going to be there who drops mm-hmm. who could maybe move up and take someone you wanted so kind of going into off season obviously though line was the main thing and they obviously had to address it and that's what they did so it gives them the ability to kind of just take best player available whoever's there they might not they don't have to uh force their hand kind of basically and overdraft a lineman just because they have to, they can kind of take whoever at that point. So I'm really excited to see how it works out.
1: All right. So I have a quick question for you. I know you've done multiple mock drafts for the Bengals. When you do these, are you going through all the picks and drafting for the other teams as well? No, no, (laughs) no,
2: no. It's just kind of, they're fun to do. It's kind of like, more like what would happen in this scenario and situation, yeah. not more like it gives you like kind of a good idea and like just kind of feel for stuff. So
0: it's also guys. crazy too because with mock drafts, especially, like you can do all this planning and then one trade on draft night just absolutely changes everything. Oh
2: yeah, like I know, so I guarantee you something's going to happen tomorrow with one of the QBs or something, and it's there's no telling the kind of domino effect it could have.
0: But yeah, uh, moving forward, I know that we got a lot of eager old Miss stuff. followers. Kind of where do you see some of these guys kind of falling or you know going to? I know that, you know, specifically there's a lot of first round talk because that's the the one that most people pay attention to. But you got guys like Sam Williams as well that people are excited about. He kind of really increased his drop stack this season. He had all the talent in the world, we knew that, but he kind of really put it together this season and had a spectacular year. I think he finished with 13 and a half sacks, might be yeah. 12 and a half. It's one of the two. Yeah, so I'm um, really excited to see where he goes. Like, what are some of the Ole storylines that you're looking for for this draft?
2: Yeah, he's definitely going to be the main one. Uh, he helped himself a lot this uh, season and with the combine and stuff. And right now he's kind of he's anywhere from, you could probably find him from 60 to 100 in the prospect yeah. rankings, depending on where you go. It's just, there's so much variability in people. And the main thing kind of that's, pushed him back a little bit. It's kind of the off field stuff. And a lot of that stuff's kind of unknown for the people making the rankings, obviously. So the, the NFL teams vet uh vet the players and whatnot. So they have an idea of that. so right. they'll be able to better rank them. So I mean you may even see them go in the second round and stuff. But for the most part I've seen them been uh projected right around the third round, somewhere in there. And I mean we can see him uh slip up in the second he was uh second in the SEC this season in sacks. So he obviously has the uh, production. And he had a great uh, combine. I think he's like 260 pounds, and he ran like a 4.8 or something. So he really has the big body and is able to uh, move it well. And then uh, for the most part, he's kind of the main one. All the other ones, I mean, you have Ely, you have Snoop, and you have uh, Drummond and Braylon and whatnot, Ben Brown. They've all – Connage kind of been, I mean, you won't see too many uh mock drafts some yeah. around mock drafts or uh whatnot. So we needed the computerized ones, they'll obviously do that, but you won't see people made ones, and that's because there's so much unknown, and that's kind of, yeah. They're I mean, you could see them go anywhere probably after the fifth round. I think probably Ely will be taken next out of them just because he has a lot of more potential. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, after that, though, I mean, he's still a Snoop and all them, and they could go about wherever. It just depends.
0: Makes total sense. And uh, what about the darling quarterback, Matt Corral?
2: Oh, that's going to be interesting. (laughs) No one really knows. I mean, that's just with the first uh, round stuff, though. I mean, no one knows what they're going to do with the first two or uh, with all the other three. I mean, you still have Willis and Kenny Pickett, and Carolina's probably going to take one of them. No one, it was Willis for a while. Now it seems to be Pickett. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a smoke screen or not. But, I mean, there's been a lot of Pittsburgh talk with Corral. and then it's uh, like my dream scenario. Even, oh, that's my nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, recently, it kind of, there's been a little Saint stuff picking up with Corral as well. So, it's kind of one of those you get to see. It's, there, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening, a lot of moving parts. And I don't, I mean, a lot, there's been people kind of, uh, having them slip in the second round. Yeah. I mean, it could happen, but I think Detroit at 32, I don't necessarily think that they'll pick them. I think they're, you could see someone try to uh, come back into the first round if he's still right around there to uh, maybe try to pick him up. That's something kind of tied in with the Cincinnati thing too is uh, I don't think necessarily Detroit's going to look for the quarterback at 32. Yeah. early on in the offseason kind of people had that there they'd get basically the big four including Ritter with the other three and kind of whichever one was left Detroit would kind of pick him at uh, 32 but it seems like they moved a little bit away from that but you know if there's a team that kind of thinks that there's a quarterback slid and Detroit might get them they could slide into a uh, 31 trade with the Bengals so it'll be interesting but it's a lot of moving parts Not the first one's kind of if Carolina takes Pickett or Willis for the most part, probably, because right. they need to see the team moving and stuff. So there's just a lot of unknown, and it's just – it'll it'll be crazy, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> uh, Bailey, there were some text messages circling around about Matt Corral not being uh, – not doing good with his interviews and whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and how he's kind of screwing himself?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of – We're kind of at this point now where everyone's just beating beating whatever they can, finding the smallest stuff. So there's been a little scuttlebutt. Maybe Matt hasn't done as well in the uh, interviews and stuff as people might have thought he would or think he has. So we'll have to see. I don't think there may be much to it. But at this point in the game, it's kind of – on-field production means a lot more in the long run, but I understand the off-the-field concerns, but I think since, obviously, Matt's been outstanding ever since he's been Ole Miss. He hasn't had any problems or anything, and I think kind of it's just people kind of starting stuff, and it's a good talking point to burn time from whatnot. So,
0: Right. I mean, there's Before so Matt. much time. There's so yeah. much time between the National Championship and Draft Day. You exactly. have like three and a half months of just yeah.
2: Exactly, and you throw the combine in there, and then you're breaking down how fast they run 40s, and but they run a bunch of drills that don't translate to the field, and they're breaking that down. So, just a lot Thomas, of talking points on a lot of stuff that doesn't
1: matter. Thomas, have you seen the text? No, I haven't. Uh, so, he apparently told a team that he didn't know Chicago had a football team. Ooh. He said that he doesn't like cold weather. And he said that he was still hung up or he talked. He's apparently still hung up on the situation of when he got in a fight with Wayne Gretzky's son.
0: I the saw school. the Wayne Gretzky thing, but I didn't see it other two. But, like, we've known about that Wayne Gretzky thing forever. You know, that was, like, his, like, what, sophomore, junior year of high school?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's still, like, apparently he's still – I mean, everyone's known about that. Obviously, he had to switch yeah. schools. To it. But apparently he's still hung up on it. Whatever that means. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Gretzky, his daughter got married over the weekend. Let's go. (laughs) To DJ? Yeah, they finally got married. They they,
0: they have, like, what, two kids?
1: They have two kids and been engaged for five years. Hey, good for them. Love weddings. Let's go. uh, Finally able to have a wedding. Right. That
2: was a great one.
1: Paulina Paulina posted some pictures on Instagram, and so did Dustin. Um, She had a – untraditional wedding dress i'm assuming that was her wedding dress that she had on
0: okay yep i know what you're talking about now mm. have you seen it See, yeah i was like that's interesting
1: yeah it looked like what she wore to the rehearsal dinner was more of a wedding dress
0: yeah mm-hmm. from what i could tell but you know i don't really yeah i don't know anything about wedding dresses but that one didn't look like a wedding dress to me it,
1: it did not <laughs> it did not Awesome. But more power, hey! When when your father is who he is, and you've made the name for yourself like you have, and you're marrying mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson, um, I guess you can do whatever the hell you I guess want. You can do what you
0: want. Yeah, yeah.
1: Have y'all seen? We're getting off topic a little bit here, but have y'all seen their uh, their their bachelorette trip videos and pictures? i, I saw, Unfortunately, I'm I not saw the
2: picture those. of them outside the uh, plane, and that was it
1: there's pictures and there's there's a video there's videos or like a video smash thing put together with multiple videos in one thomas dustin went on the bachelor at trip i think oh, it was for a, him. like a guys girls bachelorette trip kind of deal mm-hmm. um they each girls took a private jet guys took a private jet right
0: because that's what <laughs> everyone does on their bachelor and bachelorette party
1: right oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they're they're all i'm sure it looks like there was some girl time and some guy time and then there was a mixture of of, of uh time there we go uh, you should you should look her up on instagram or him look on instagram and, and watch it
0: they're good I'll, I'll have to do that yeah um, that's good but uh bailey as far from, as you know back to the nfl draft back to the nfl draft <laughs> bailey as far as like the rest of the draft goes i know that you know, we've, we've kind of talked about this year. There is so much unknown. Uh, in previous years, you kind of know at least the top three we are going to be and, like, yeah. kind of more, like, what teams are looking for and who's probably going to be available. Like, like we've already talked about, it's just very fluid at the moment, so it might be mm-hmm. hard to answer this question. But what type of guys uh, should, you know, people be looking at for, like, Atlanta, Tennessee, like, New Orleans, like, just the, the Southeast teams?
2: Yeah. So Atlanta's kind of in a big – rebuild right now mm-hmm. they're at nine so kind of that shake up at the front and kind of seeing what happens with those teams because i mean there's just been so much talk of some teams like this guy and some teams like this so i mean there's could easily be one uh maybe a top five prospect or something that slides to nine for atlanta mm-hmm. so they could take whoever there because i've seen even like Thibodeau. um uh, Mock all the way down there, falling all the yeah. way to nine. Someone who thought that everyone thought was gonna be like number one walking Yeah, going
0: straight. into the season, he was like a lock.
2: Is yeah, that exactly. just because
1: of is that because of the injury issues, Bailey?
2: No, I it could be, but I heard he didn't have the greatest uh, interview stuff, kind of off the field concerns, but not necessarily like bad things, just kind of some questionable stuff.
1: Mm, okay,
2: it's not well, he had horrible.
1: that. He had that interview with Joel Klatt where he sounded yeah. real dope. Not kind of that weird, thought.
2: yeah. That's what kind of that's what really started it. I think It was kind of right around in there because that was during the combine, obviously. And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays off. A lot of people think it's kind of also uh, just the banging of the drum stuff. Just kind of there's nothing else to talk about, and you can talk about that for however long you want to. So, but if they don't someone doesn't slide. I mean, you could see them picking up a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to go QB there. I know that was kind of talked about, but they obviously uh, signed Mariota. So they'll go with them and probably try their hand next year with that uh, big class. So that'll be interesting. And the Saints obviously uh, recently just traded and now they have uh, two first round picks at uh, 17 or at uh, 16 and 19. So, They've been uh, Armstead, their big left tackle, left uh, this off season, and He's heading to Miami in free agency, so they're probably going to ta- uh, try to target one of the left tackles. There's been a couple. Uh, I don't know, Charles Cross has kind of been around there. He's been going a little bit higher, but uh, Trevor Penning, too. He's from northern Iowa, I believe. So they're probably there, and then uh, with their other pick, probably go with a uh, wide receiver. Those are the two main ones that I've seen yeah. Brown recently has been uh talked about a little bit there. And then uh, Tennessee, they have a later pick at 27. So they're kind of like the Bengals. They just kind of have to wait and see who, uh, mm-hmm. who's got going. What you got? Addison?
1: See. Are they thinking about trading AJ Brown?
2: I'm not entirely sure. I've, kind of seen stuff like that but i don't think so i don't think anything is as eminent as uh like debo samuel maybe yeah about y'all seen stuff like with that
1: well, well i saw debo samuel requested a trade i just saw where i just had sports center on in the background and it said what team should trade for aj brown so i don't know if yeah i don't know
2: them. actually that's kind of a good point because uh him and uh, kind of DK's been brought up as well. Those three have all been kind of – Debo, obviously. Obviously the most public one since he requested it. But I don't know what it is. They're all that same draft class or whatever, and they're just not liking it. I don't think necessarily it's DK's not liking it. It's kind of he's in a mm-hmm. bad situation there, and they might yeah. just get rid of him because they're in more of a rebuild. But
1: I thought AJ had said in the past he wanted to retire a tight
2: I, I, think that,
1: yeah. I think that's that I think that everyone's
0: like Christian Kirk got how much money? Okay, I yeah, want that's a like lot that.
2: Of There was a big reset of the market for the most part, and kind of they're trying to play their hand and get what they want and try to work their way out. So we'll see. A lot of that stuff will happen on draft night, though. If anything does, but Debo Samuel was the big one. So we'll see. i've There's been talks I saw of. Kansas City may be doing something because they have picked up uh, 29, 30, like either uh, trading up for a wide receiver, depending on what uh, which ones get taken, or maybe the, uh, trade one of those first-round picks for one, see what they can do. So, yeah, that's another big uh, topic that will be watched on uh, draft night.
0: Yeah, it'll be a fun night. I'm excited for it. I love watching especially the first round. I mean, I'll I'll kind of watch the next few rounds like if I'm available, but – yeah. That first night's so much fun. You know, it the is. players are there, they're walking on the stage. It's in Vegas. It's gonna be a full crowd. It's gonna be fun.
2: Yeah, it will be fun. I'm excited for it. counting. Kind of, I wish they kind of shortened it up. It feels so long, drug out and
0: yeah, it does.
2: Especially compared to the other ones where I mean it's just they're shooting them off like every 30 seconds. So yeah,
1: where is it this year? It's in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. awesome. It'll be a good time. Matt
0: Corral's going, so I really hope he's not in there after the first round. But yeah, we'll see.
2: A lot of people think kind of that's a good indication that
0: yeah,
2: he's gonna. They don't typically invite someone if they don't have a fairly good feeling that someone will take them. So yeah, I think he'll get he'll get nabbed up eventually. There's a lot of options, and it's just kind of how stuff plays out for the most part.
1: Mm-hmm. So what number, what quarter, what number quarterback do you think he will be?
2: As in, taken, like just when they get there. I think he's out of the
1: quarterbacks. Like, will he be the third quarterback?
2: Oh, like drafted? You mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I'd say three. Yeah, if you like set it over under, it'd be like three and a half. Because I think everyone will tell you that Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are getting – um going to be the first two.
1: Yeah.
2: And then – uh what's his name? Desmond Ritter would be probably four. I don't think you could talk me into Sam Howe getting drafted before him.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So probably three and a half would be like the over-under.
1: So it, um, it would be yeah. some team – a team could be deciding between Corral and Ritter.
2: Yeah. Ritter's kind of – he's had a – good off season after the uh, playoffs and whatnot. Yeah. He kinda. There was a lot of visiting and stuff. I know he's been linked to a uh, 20 pick 20 with Pittsburgh as well. He's had a lot of visits and stuff and talking with uh, some teams. So a lot of teams supposedly like him. So we'll see.
1: Yeah.
2: I think Matt's the best out of all of them.
0: Yeah. I might be completely biased, but I, I agree with you. Yeah.
2: I am. I don't see what they see with Malik Willis.
1: I kind of understand.
2: Yeah, I can kind of understand that, but the Kenny Pickett stuff.
1: I, I don't, don't see the Kenny Pickett. I can understand the Malik Willis. But.
2: Yeah, it's Kenny Pickett things just. I mean, he's extremely old, too, is what people realize. Yeah, he's
0: like 25, 26, isn't yeah, he?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just. That's a lot of. Uh, a lot. of tickets in, twenty-three. My uh, bad. That's still fairly on the older side. Yeah, it is. So I mean, it's a lot to put into a QB who's was there. What four? Is this? The fifth? I'm pretty sure it's his fifth year of college. I think he's a redshirt senior. So that's just a lot to put into someone that only had you know one big year. Yeah. Especially if he goes to uh, six at Carolina, because I mean it basically just Matt rule, just handed him the ball and say, please keep me my job for the most yep. part. In a
0: 2019 and in 2020, can he pick it through for 13 touchdowns and nine interceptions combined? No, no, no. Both years, like exactly 13 and nine. Um, but last year he, he threw for 42 and had seven interceptions. So huge increase in, in yards as well. He had almost, Almost 2,000 more yards this year than he did last year. Granted, it was a COVID year and he only played 10 games, but still, that's a that's a huge jump.
2: Mm-hmm. He, uh, mm-hmm. he also has that wide receiver, too. I can't think of the name, but I wonder, you know, kind of how much that's played into it as well. Yeah. I don't know if uh, – I know he's not in the draft this year, but I don't know he was a freshman last year, maybe there was someone that's really good that came in this year. But I wonder how much that played into it as well.
0: Yeah, it's not a fair take.
2: huge fumble problem, though. Yep. So it'll be interesting. It will he be. Any, uh, Maybe go ahead. Have. Yep. Two yep. gloves.
0: bitty bitty baby hands.
2: Yep, that'll be interesting. That's that's weird seeing. I don't like uh. Very
1: I don't like him just because of the gloves. I'm gonna be honest. Well,
0: he said he doesn't like him because of the gloves.
2: Oh, yeah. I, being from Cincinnati, I just don't necessarily like anyone from, like, Pittsburgh for the most part. <laughs> there is that whole component. But also yeah, I just don't like the gloves either.
0: Is there any, um, any initial thoughts or kind of stuff that we didn't talk about as far as the draft goes that kind of you're thinking?
2: I don't think so. It'll be – I think it's fun. It's kind of one of those you can just watch back and enjoy kick back yep
0: get some you know, bourbon staying uh, out
2: exactly especially if like you're not invested in it a whole lot and conda obviously i'm big into cincinnati but you know it's just kind of cool to enjoy and see what mm-hmm. how everything plays out because i mean there's nothing you can do at this point just wait out and see Yep. see where people go and stuff and so it'll be fun i'll i anticipate there'll probably be a lot of trades and whatnot I'll i think so too moving around and the quarterback slide you might see some teams move up and down it'll be fun though
0: it will be well Bailey thanks so much for joining us we we really appreciate your time I know it was such short notice but you did a great deep dive and we we always love having you on so thank you so much
2: no absolutely I appreciate it
1: awesome -hmm. That was recurring guest, Bailey Winters, PT school student at University of Mississippi Medical Center. he's
0: yep, an incredible that. person. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you definitely should. It's that Trilly Billy. He is great for content for all sports, and it's just a fun follow. So you should definitely give him a follow.
1: Uh, real quick before we get in the NBA, the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays have started. Uh, the Red Sox were plus money. Uh, I would take a money line. Uh, put about a month's mortgage on it and you'll be good to go. I don't know.
0: I love the Red Sox as you can see right there, but man, they're not playing well right now. They're it's kind of tough to watch.
1: No one in that division is playing well. That's fair. The Blue Jays are. Thomas Atlanta and Miami have already started tonight. Uh NBA playoffs. Miami has a 14-9 lead. You can okay. live at that minus seven uh for Miami. Uh Trey Young's been pretty bad this series. They have
0: really locked him down, and it's super surprising. Like, a lot of people forget that Atlanta made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and Trey Young mm-hmm. was a star in the postseason. He played incredible. He had a good game in the play in. Um, but really, I mean, Miami's defense has did a good job kind of holding him down. I know they won last game. They won last game, didn't they?
1: Man. I know. Uh I, I think there's a it's a 3 0 lead, is it not? It's a it's a 3 1 lead. Oh uh I'm I'm not sure. I just know Trey Young been playing well. Um
0: he hasn't been playing well. He's also turned the ball around uh, over a decent amount.
1: Yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna take Jimmy it Butler, yeah, I love Jimmy Butler. He has that kind of killer instinct, killer mm-hmm. mentality. Um he's good. He's good. I like Tyler
0: you seen the conspiracy theory that uh, Michael Jordan's son is Jimmy Butler?
1: I think I've seen that before. It's it's uh, a pretty
0: elite video. If you've never seen it, you should definitely look it up on. Oh,
1: uh, I've never seen the video, but I've heard, definitely heard people say that. Yeah, is it's that, like one of
0: those things where it's like, no, he's not, but like maybe, but he's definitely not. You know, interesting. It's interesting. fun, but looking at the bracket as a whole, as far as the um, the NBA playoffs goes, Boston. Sweeps Brooklyn last night, 4-0, clean sweep. Actually, pretty funny, that the best betting odds to win the postseason this year when the season began was the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. And L.A. didn't even make the playoffs, and Brooklyn got swept. So pretty crazy.
1: That just tells you how difficult the NBA is to, to bet and gamble on uh, when Vegas can be that wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No,
0: for sure. And, you know, Jason Tatum's played very well this series. Like,
1: oh yeah, he's, he's kind of put dog. the team on his back. Oh, yeah. They they kind of exposed how just – in the playoffs, the refs kind of let you play a little more. Right. There's maybe a little more contact. It's really exposed kind of Kevin Durant being just not as strong. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of the biggest thing. he had some big games last night. He he was having a big game. And I thought that when Tatum fouled out last night, the Nets were going to win and force the game five. But um, credit to the Celtics, you know, Team, they, they, they played play the well. Team. Um, they hit some big shots down the stretch after Tatum fouled out and, and held it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, crazy too, because like they were like two games above 500, they were like 26 and 24 to start the season, barely in the playoffs, and they just kind of went on the run in the in back of the season. Yeah, and they're, they're playing better basketball than just about anybody right now. I mean. You know, Phoenix with Booker is going to be really hard to beat, but we don't really know, you know, the timetable of his recovery. Initially, it was he was going to miss games three and four. Now it's looking like it's going to be a little bit more. So that'll be interesting to follow. Um, but, you know, as far as the, the playoffs go as a whole, and we'll kind of break down each one. The West, each, every game except for Golden State, like it's been super close. The series are really fun to watch. And on the Eastern side, it's the complete opposite. I mean, every team, like there's, you know, Miami has a 3-1 lead. Milwaukee has a 3-1 lead. Boston swept. Philadelphia did have a 3-0 lead, but Toronto's won the last two games. So, on the east side, it's, like, not as competitive as a whole. But on the west side, we, I mean, we know this, but the west side, it's just much more competitive.
1: Yeah, for the most part, I would say. Um, the thing about the Memphis-Minnesota series, um, I thought this was going to be Closer, I know, I know Memphis got that two seed. They had a great regular season, but historically, young teams don't do as well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the only team younger than them is Minnesota. Yep. Um, so I, I think um, that that plays a lot into that. I think because throughout the regular season, Memphis was a much better team. They get to the playoffs, everything's kind of equalized a little bit, and, and those young teams become a little more a little more equal. Um, so I, I think with with the Booker injury um right now and uh the Grizzlies being that young of a team I think the way the Warriors are playing they've gotten hot they're, they're healthy playing so good yeah they're healthy um they've got to be the favorite out of the West
0: yeah I mean I completely agree with you if, if Booker can come back and be who he is I think Phoenix will be fine but you know, we don't know what that injury timetable is going to look like and, you know, how long it's going to lag. Even if he comes back, he's not going to be the guy to go out and get 34 in a playoff game. I just don't see that happening. Mm -mm. Dallas, Utah has been fun. It's been back and forth. Luke is back, but you know, they might win the next series against new Orleans, but I don't think they're beating a golden state team right now. Like you said, golden state's playing better basketball than anyone on the West side of the region. I mean, they have experience in the playoffs. I mean, Draymond green's playing well. Uh, Curry had a little bit of injury issues, but he's looking fine now. I mean, I think that Golden State's the team to beat out of the West, too.
1: Yeah. Jordan Poole's been playing good as well. Yeah. Oh, my.
0: He, like, he went from, like, what, like, averaging, like, 11 points a game to, like, 18
1: this year. Yeah. They were slowly bringing Curry back and uh, and letting Jordan Poole's get a lot more playing time. He's grown up a lot, playing really solid. Uh, they still have Wiggins, solid player. They're, they're, they, have yeah. a, they have a good group of players. It's not yeah, just – we get to be the all-star team this year. Yeah, it's not just, you know, three guys or two guys like you see the Nets. You know, mm-hmm. they have a they have a roster of players. It's team. Um, yeah, they they have a they have guys that can go out and score and get it and play good defense too. And they're fun to watch. They move the ball. They're kind of back uh you know to that team that's really fun to watch. People kind of hated them for a few years just with that KD and everyone was just like, oh right. the Warriors are going to be in the finals. Um, I think more people root for them now since KD left. Mm-hmm. And KD is kind of viewed as a villain a little bit in the NBA. Um, so, so I think more people like Golden State and kind of rooting for them. I am. I love Golden State. I like They're, the way they play. They're fun yeah. to watch. They are um, a fun
0: team to watch, and they play defense. And they have the guys on it that can be mean. So, the problem yeah. is with Brooklyn is they don't have a guy that's just mean. You know, and that's something that maybe KD took for granted when he was at Golden State with Draymond, like – no one wanted to mess with Draymond Green. Like he's just a, a mean defensive player and he's you know, yeah. he's athletic, he's he can score. You can count on him to guard one through five. And that's someone that you need if you want to win an NBA championship.
1: Yeah, kind of a garbage man type deal. Um, you know, he got player of the game, you know, in one of these games just because of his defense. Mm-hmm. He had like six points, 10 assists, and um, but he was locking people down yeah. on the defense. Uh, who so do you the, think, think Dallas wins that Dallas Utah series? I think Dallas wins. I think they
0: have a 3-2 lead. They might drop the game six back in Utah, but I think that they'll win game seven in Dallas if it goes to there. Lucas playing better now. I know that you know last game got a little dicey towards the end with some um, you know, players and shoving and everything. But I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dallas in there. The problem is with Utah is they just they're hot and they're cold. They get super yeah. streaky at times. It, they can put together a consistent game. Like, I think they can win two games in a row. But they, they're going to have to be, like, what they're capable of. They can't just mess around. good Bears got to play well. Um, yeah. I, I don't
1: see them winning it, though. Okay. Memphis, Minnesota, who do you think pulls it out? Memphis versus Minnesota. Not tonight. Um, just the, yeah. the um, series.
0: I mean, Minnesota, the thing is with them is they got three guys that are really good. And if they all play well at the same time, Then they're really tough to beat. The problem is if one of them doesn't play well, their odds of winning decrease dramatically. And you sell that with Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I know that you know they've had some, you know, wins where he fouled out and maybe scored like what, like 10 points on like 15 shots in the play-in game, but they found a way to win. Um, but if they want to win a series against Memphis, I think they're gonna have to, you know, have all three of those guys playing well. On the Memphis side of the ball, I think it's one of the deepest teams in the NBA. They can rely on their bench guys. I mean, John Morant was out for, like, a quarter of the year, and they had one of the best win percentages in
1: the NBA. They went, like, 19-2 and while he was injured. Um, Yeah. So, I think whoever wins tonight is going to win that series. I think if Minnesota can can still win in Memphis tonight, I think they go home. They'll close it out. Um, I think if Memphis wins tonight – I think if Memphis wins tonight, it's going to go game seven because I think Minnesota is going to win at home. No yeah. matter what, I think Minnesota's win at home. So if Minnesota wants to win the, win the series, they have to win tonight. Yeah.
0: So on the east side of the region, I know that, you know, a lot of these series aren't super close. Um, Philadelphia has had a chance to win it two times now, and they haven't. Um, what kind of, like, you know, series kind of interests you, not only in this round, but, like, the potential for na- next round? Because it looks like, you know, Milwaukee's going to beat Chicago, so that Milwaukee versus Boston matchup would be good. Miami's going to win this series against Atlanta more than likely. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Philadelphia versus Toronto. I know Joel Embiid has some issues with his hand right now, uh, but he's going to be playing. But uh, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Milwaukee wins the series. Obviously, Miami wins the series. I think they win it in the next games. Uh, Milwaukee and Boston will be good. I, I think Philadelphia will pull that game out. Okay. Before that series out, I really do, um, and have them play Miami. But I think without Embiid, you know, that's, that's going to be a lingering injury for a while. I don't think they make it past Miami.
0: Um, I think Miami is more than likely going to come out of the Eastern Conference. I mean, I know that you have the reigning champ, Milwaukee. Boston's playing really well right now. But I think, I think Miami just plays better basketball. And I also, out of everyone on the east side of the region, I think they have the best coach. So, I, I kind of lean towards Miami coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals or going to the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, I think Miami has a cakewalk until they get to either Milwaukee or um, or Boston. Uh, that's going to be a really good series. Milwaukee-Boston yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea who will win it. It'll, I, I could see it going seven games easily. Um, no, it'll
0: be fun to watch. I mean, this is going to go on until July, so we're going to be talking about this a lot more as, you know. Yeah. We go into the summer and everything, so it'll be fun to watch.
1: I'm also gonna. I think we we skipped over Phoenix, New Orleans. I yeah, think New that, Orleans. We is, need to talk
0: about that. Yeah, I
1: think New Orleans is going to win the series. I mean, i
0: I have a hard time disagreeing with you. I can't really say no. They're not. I mean, you know, I think the CJ McCollum trade in the latter part of the season really, really helps them. He doesn't have right. to go out and be the guy every night. I know they have Brandon Ingram. They have a few good pieces as well, but having that playoff experience and that leadership and, like, letting him kind of take that role, I think is super huge for that roster.
1: Yeah. I mean, Phoenix also, you know, Chris Paul, uh, they're playing really good defense on him. He hasn't, he hasn't played as well. Um, obviously, and Devin Booker being out is, is a big thing. That's huge. Yeah. So, I think if New Orleans can, can win tonight, um, I think they can, they can close this series out.
0: I think Golden State is praying that New Orleans wins this series. Because I think Phoenix is the only team that can beat them out of the West.
1: Maybe uh, by that time Devin Booker could be back. As that's well. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, but
0: it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. Pumped to watch the grids here pretty soon.
1: So I think I think New Orleans, if they can get by Phoenix, um, I think because the way they're playing right now, they'll get some they'll get some belief. I think they'll play um, in the Western Conference Finals. I think they'll really? beat either Dallas or Utah. I think if New Orleans wins this series, they'll win the next series. I think it's that's an interesting take. I don't
0: I don't know if they will. I honestly need to watch more to kind of give a take. But New
1: Orleans is playing very well right now. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh Memphis is starting right now. Yeah, yeah so if you're do. listening,
0: you need to go ahead and put on the Grizz game.
1: Do you have a pick, Thomas?
0: Um, I think Memphis wins. What's Memphis- the line? Memphis minus one and a half.
1: Minus six and a half. You think they cover?
0: No, I don't think they cover. I think it's I would I would take um the Timberwolves plus six and a half, but I think Memphis wins.
1: Okay. So Minnesota's unbeaten in uh games where people have protested. Really? So if no one protests, uh, uh the Grizzlies will probably win. You know, that's the funnest fact I've heard all day. That's a really good fact. <laughs> They're unbeaten in protest games. <laughs> unbeaten in protest games. I love it. So, they need somebody to protest tonight.
2: They need, somebody,
1: they need somebody to protest whenever the Grizzlies go on a big run. They need someone yeah. to go the they court. They need and someone to just play. glue themselves to the floor again. Or chain themselves to the basket. Right. Something.
0: I want something creative, actually. I just kind of want to give it to the fans to kind of see what they can come up with.
1: I need someone to go do a cartwheel or something. A backflip would be pretty cool. The, well, at the free throw. I need someone to be shooting a free throw and a cartwheeler comes, comes through the lane. What if someone has
0: came out of nowhere during a free throw and like just blocked the shot?
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be epic. I don't think they'd get there in time. No, but it'd be really funny. It would. It would. All right. Well, that's all I have, Thomas. That's
0: all I have. You want to close this out?
1: You can do it. All right. Well, thank you all for uh, tuning
0: in to home field tailgate. We appreciate our fans. It was great seeing a lot of you this weekend. Um, you know, just a friendly reminder, I know Birchie always does this, but, you know, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, homefield underscore tailgate, Twitter, HFT underscore official. Uh, we'll be back in better than ever for next week. Thanks for listening, guys.